You're listening to Work Human Radio. And here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back to another edition of Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host. And today is Election Day, so hopefully you are getting out there to vote. But it's a little bit of a tense Election Day because I can't remember a time when there's been so much divide in our country in terms of politics and so much hate that's being spewed out there. Well, we're going to delve into that a little bit today with our old friend Christine Porath. She is an author and professor all about civility and why we need civility in our lives. So take a listen to her and listen to what we can do to bring a little bit of civility in our life. Christine Porath, great to have you on the show again. Um, now, when you look at workplace and society today, why is something so basic as civility so necessary? Well, I think from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing from people, you know, it's really people are feeling quite bad about things nowadays. And there's a lot of fractures both in the workplace and outside of it. Uh, I think that, you know, in general, people feel like there's a real lack of civility, uh, not just in workplaces, but more generally. And so I think that, you know, we all could use others to lift us up a little bit and feel like we're connecting with people I uh, feel like we're valued um, because I think a lot of people are questioning that and feel, you know, <laughs> bad about things right now. Yeah, I, I feel like over the, I don't know, over time, just the, the line keeps getting pushed lower and lower and lower of, of what's acceptable. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over the last couple decades, you know, in at least in workplaces, incivilities on the rise you know people feel like it's more prevalent now than ever before uh however you know i think that more generally what's going on in society has only added to that uh and you layer in people are feeling more stressed which is the number one reason why people give for being rude or disrespectful and i think you know you've got a recipe for having a lot more of these issues uh in the workplaces today now, you recently testified before the EEOC Commission regarding harassment. So uh, what, did, what did you talk about? Well, mainly they asked me to talk about uh, civility and how it's connected to harassment. So the idea being um, in organizations that have more disrespect or incivility, uh, harassment may be perceived to be more tolerated. Uh, and so it's a slippery slope. The other thing that they were interested in was just how civility training can be used uh, to mitigate harassment. So the idea being that um, if we focus on something positive, you know, we're more likely to build respectful workplaces uh, where harassment would be less pervasive and probably less tolerated. And the other thing is that I think more people are much more open to the idea of civility training where we can relate and we can all kind of improve, like move from good to great versus harassment where a lot of people see, you know, that's not me or I would never do that or, you know, I don't know much of that. And so the idea being, you know, kind of to be proactive and create a really healthy organization uh, versus allowing yourself to be more prone to various viruses that may be attacking uh, your company, often without knowledge of it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people don't know they're saying something that might be offensive because they're used to saying it so much outside of work. Um, and this all goes back to creating a like a better workplace culture that, I mean, besides, you know, the, the harassment and, and legal 
amplifications, but just making the work a better place, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole idea. And I think, you know, most people want that. And so it's something that we can all kind of get behind and learn, okay, what are some little tweaks that I can make uh, to help, you know, contribute to the cause, right? And as you mentioned, I think it's also really important that we're just more aware of what might feel disrespectful to someone. Doesn't mean that we have any bad intentions behind it. But just for example, you know, whether it's gender differences, culture differences, racial differences, um, generational differences, you know, we may come from a place where we feel like something is inappropriate or we feel like something is a slight or disrespectful. And so being more aware of these differences and just um, in general, being more mindful of our actions, I think really helps contribute to a much more respectful workplace where people feel like okay others care you know and they may slip up occasionally but you know we're in this together all right so i'm putting on my devil's advocate hat and uh, being <laughs> an executive at a um a company like why do i need civility training of all things like what's the business cost of incivility in the workplace like and does it impair thinking that impacts productivity you know Yes, uh, there's a very strong business case for getting behind creating more civil, uh, respectful workplaces where people can thrive. So, you know, just to give you a quick example, when we published some of the losses, potential losses years ago, Cisco took just a few of those estimates and estimated conservatively that it was costing them over $12 million a year. And that didn't include things like health care costs or legal costs or anything. Um, and then a hospital, regional small hospital that I worked with recently, worked with their CFO and financial team and estimated conservatively it was costing them $30 million a year. So the main uh, variables that are impacted are, you know, people are less motivated if they're even working around this. Um, when this happens, although this is often not in the estimate, People have a much harder time focusing, and they're far less attentive to their work, so they're far less productive. Uh, one of the biggest costs is retention. So we found that 12% of people will leave after experiencing something like this. Um, and then, as you can imagine, like whether it's stress costs, uh, healthcare costs, uh, certainly legal costs, how much it's pulling executives off track to have to deal with these incidents. Um, so it adds up quickly. But one of the surprising things that we found in experiments is this isn't just about, you know, two people or whoever gets roped into managing this. It's actually witnesses uh, are pulled off track and are far less productive, creative, helpful, and things like that. So you have a much bigger problem than you might anticipate. And sadly, incivility is like a virus. So, you know, people catch it and spread it without even knowing it. You know, you might imagine that, you know, it puts you in a bad mood and you take it out on someone else, you know. Uh, so it, it unfortunately becomes a much bigger issue than it might seem to be. So I'm a big baseball fan, and my beloved <laughs> Red Sox won the World Series uh, a couple of nights ago um, and had yeah. the parade. Uh, now, I've heard, so Boston is a huge uh, media market, so we talk about the Red Sox all the time, and I've heard the phrase cancer in a clubhouse. Like, you could have yeah. one guy in that clubhouse that's not, you know, that is essentially being a jerk, and it could ruin everything. So does that kind of yeah. translate a little bit to the office place? Absolutely. So congratulations, first of all. <laughs> Thank you. you guys are 
amazing sports fans. It's pretty remarkable to be around. So, uh, yeah. And um, John Wooden, I think, is one of my favorite examples just to give as far as decades ago. You know, he won 10 national championships uh, for UCLA. And, you know, one of the things he focused on even decades ago was recruiting and selecting. And so the whole idea being I don't want to – you know, recruit and pull someone into my locker room that I feel like, you know, a bad apple is going to spoil the barrel. And, you know, he was literally surveying paper and pencil, uh, opposing coaches, current coaches, principals, pastor, uh, players. So he was, you know, really thorough in his background. But apparently there was a story where he visited a prize recruit's house and, you know, he was talking to this player and his mother and the mother stepped in and said, Coach Wooden, and asked a question. And the player said, shut up, Mom. And Wooden said he walked out. He decided not to offer the player scholarship. Apparently this player went on to beat the Bruins at the time, which is <laughs> very rare. But Wooden said, you know, it's just not worth that to me because it absolutely spoils, you know, the, the whole idea of team concepts and you know, the foundation of what I'm looking for, because it does spoil, you know, um, the team. And it is like a virus or cancer, if you will. Mm -hmm. So uh, Global Force is all about employee recognition. We love to give thanks. What role does employee recognition play in creating a more civil workplace? Well, I think recognition is really helpful in creating a more respectful workplace. What you want to do is get into the habit of this stuff be becoming really um, easy for people and natural. So it's almost like you can imagine, you know, people high-fiving each other for stuff, mm -hmm. um, whether virtual or not. And, you know, there's studies that show, for example, that um, more productive teams uh, give six times the amount of positive recognition. And so you think about, you just want to get into the habits of this where you're, you know, celebrating each other and lifting each other up. And, and again, I think that that spreads because people are feeling good and then they're happy to pay it forward. And we do find in our studies that, for example, um, the good news on this is civility spreads. So people not only reciprocate it, but they kind of pay it forward in their networks at work. Great, great. Um, now, it's hard to ignore how polarized our nation is um, in regards to um, civility and the election season. But can the workplace be a common ground where civility reigns? Absolutely. I think it's a it's a good place for us to start. You know, many of us, we don't get to choose who we might work with. Um, and we might have very different views about things. But I would hope that, you know, especially if the organization gets behind this around their mission, their values, their norms for respect, then the idea is, you know, we appreciate the differences. You know, we find commonalities that we can feel good about, you know, and we try to remember that, you know, their views don't define them as a person, right? At the core, we're all humans looking to connect. Um, you know, we're trying to do the best that we can. And so trying to focus on what we can do to demonstrate respect, even in those tense moments, where we might feel like, you know, we strongly disagree and, you know, may hate the candidates, you know, that they support even. So what's what's one thing that leaders can do, um, you know, to kind of help bring civility into their workplace? 
Well, I think leaders set the tone. So it's important that they uh, ideally are setting up some standards of respect or some norms, a code of civility, things like that, that really help define what are the specifics that we want to live by. Um, I've seen that work really well everywhere from sports teams, as you know, you mentioned, uh, to law firms, to hospitals, to nonprofits. And so I think that's a really good start and then pushing that down. So leader has to walk the talk, but then ideally giving people, a, a, making them really aware of these norms such that people become more comfortable calling each other out. You know, we kind of become each other's coaches so that when we do slip up, we let people know and we can, you know, kind of course correct ourselves uh, before someone feels really bad about things, you know, or there are really big problems where the virus is spreading. Well, this has been great. Uh, Thank you, Christine. Any of our listeners out there, if they want to read some more of your research, where should they go? Uh, I have a website, so it's just christineporass.com, and uh, there's a TED Talk out there you're welcome to pass along, which would be great. Yes, uh, it is on our social media channels. Um, and uh, if you uh, if you jump on our social media channels and say, hey, I want to see more Christine Porath, we'll help you find her. So uh, thank you, Christine. As always, um, it's great to hear a nice civil conversation in the morning. Well, thank you for having me. Work Human Radio is brought to you by Globoforce pioneers of the work human movement. Globoforce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting Globoforce.com and join the work human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.